Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 1% Club podcast. We have our weekly betting show. You know I bring my man on with Shay. Fortunately and unfortunately, fortunately for him, unfortunately for you guys, Shay is on vacation. He promised the wifey that he would take some time off, so he didn't break down the car like we normally do. But uh, fortunately for you guys, I did. So uh, let's do the main card, starting off Misha Serkinov versus Alonzo Minifield. Man, this uh, this one's tough for me, obviously, you know, just because of the – I feel like both these guys have a, a high danger factor. I think Serkinov's going to be the better grappler, Minifield the better athlete and more power. Uh, I, I struggle to see how this fight goes the distance, but dude, this is one of those fights, Shay, we've seen it week in and week out where it's like, there's nothing that would surprise me. You know what I mean? Like it, there's, it's such a, it's such a crapshoot on this fight. Like nothing would surprise me. So if I had a gun to my head, I'm going to go at Minifield. I feel like he's the better athlete. He's tougher to take down, has the power to finish Sirkinoff. Uh, Sirkinoff does have the grappling, but Minifield's not an easy guy to get down. I don't really have a pick for you guys here. Uh, but, uh, but if I have a gun to my head, Minifield is going to be my initial lean. I know you didn't break this fight down, but do you have like an initial lean in your head on this one? Listen, I've had a couple of drinks too, but from what you from what you're telling me, I would go with a dog. I would go with Serkinov. I mean, it feels to me like sort of a pick and fight. I feel like Serkinov's a better grappler. Minifield's probably the better athlete, like you said, with more pop and all that. What's the what's the line out? Plus plus one seventy five for Serkinov, minus two hundred five for Minifield. It's gonna be dog money on Serkinov. Like like you said, this is probably if you have a slight lean on Manifield, but he's minus two ten. Like uh, how do you how do you lay that? You gotta play dog though. Second fight up on the main card: Jordan Wright versus Dusko Tvorik. Man, listen, I, I've done a deep dive into a, lot, a a few guys. Jordan Wright being one of them, and if you really look at his record, there just isn't. Like his best win is is Jamie Pickett, who I think is an incredible athlete. But if you deep dive before the UFC, this dude I don't think holds a win over anybody with a winning record. So, and and he hasn't had a lot of success in the UFC. He seems to he seems to get finished every time he fights. Um, Dusko, in my opinion, looked really good in losing to Chidi and Jaquani, if that makes sense. You know, like, just because you lose doesn't mean it's a bad loss. Like, I thought he looked really good until he didn't. You know, and Chidi, we're talking, you know, Chidi is not Jordan Wright. Like, I think we can all agree that Chidi and Jaquani is a su superior athlete, uh, very good striker. He's, I think he's levels above, like, a planet above Jordan Wright, in my opinion. Uh, for me, at this line at, at, at minus 195, I got to go Dusko, you know, uh, Tvorik, he's he's shown a lot of promise. I, he has dropped a couple fights where we're kind of like leaving with our with our you know our hands up here. And the the one thing I struggle with here is Jordan Wright typically only loses by knockout. You know what I mean? He gets knocked out. And Dusko's not a huge puncher. He's more of a volume guy. I, I I struggle with this one, but like I said, gun to my head, I don't have any like I'm not I'm not married to either one of these these first two picks. But gun to my head at, at, at two to one odds, I got to go to Tvorik. He's shown that he can compete with the good guys. I don't feel like Jordan Wright has shown that he can compete with uh with those with those those mid to top tier guys. Would, uh, do you have a do you have a lean on this one at all? I would like to ask you a couple of questions on this fight. I as I've been I've been you know honest. I promised the yep. wifey no handicapping. I haven't done. I haven't even looked at this fight at all. But like you, my initial thought was like you said, you know, Jordan Wright 
pretty terrible. But generally, when he gets finished, he gets finished. And Dusko is just not a very powerful athlete. How do you see Jordan Wright losing? If, if Let's say I tell you you were right. Sunday morning, Dusko won. He took care of business. How did he do it? I've asked myself this question. It's, it's, it's great. Like, you know, I, I'm glad we're on the same page with this. My initial lean would be by, uh, by knockout. I think he does have the power to put, to put Jordan Wright away. And I don't think Jordan Wright has a, a, a good chin. I don't think you have to have good power to, to knock Jordan Wright out. Uh, I, in my opinion, knockout or decision would be my, the two most uh, probable, you know, probable or, or, or even hurting him with a punch and then grabbing a submission. You know, I, I do think he can knock out. He's shown power. You know, it's, it's not, I don't think it's, he's not winning by knockout a lot of times, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have power, you know? So uh, to answer your question, my number one answer would be knockout. My number two answer would be decision. I feel like Jordan Wright's only way to win this fight is by decision. And I think Dusko can win by decision, by submission, by knockout. I think he's got mo- more ways to win, you know. Uh, and that's, but dude, Jordan Wright. I tell you what, man. I will say this: Jordan Wright sometimes looks really good until he doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's always that, like he he looks good, he's grappling well, and then and then it's like oh, the, the shit hits the fan like real quick, you know. So that's my. It's just, dude, you got to have a chin to support it. But like his technique is good. He looks really good until he doesn't. He just gets hit with these clean punches, man. And I got to think that Dusko, Dusko's got he he does have good striking. So I got to think that he is going to be able to find Jordan Wright at some point. Regardless, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this fight because it's not something I'm I'm married to. But uh, I do want to deep dive into these next three, which I or at least these next two, which are really important to me, and I they hold close to home for me. My guy uh, Brendan Royval taking on Askar Askarov. Uh, I have a I have an opinion on this fight. Obviously, I'm I'm super close with uh, with Royval. I've trained with him. He's got great jujitsu. Uh, phenomenal striker. On the feet, when I when I break this fight down on the feet, uh, to me this will not even be a close fight. Um, I, I think that Royval has the ability to finish this fight at any given moment on the feet. I think that if Royval can stop the takedowns, Askarov is going to be in really deep trouble. My problem with that is, is I'm not convinced that Royval is even going to try to stop the takedowns. So I, one of the things that we saw in the Kai fight is him get a little tired from from transitioning, from trying to get the takedowns, not being able to get them. And I think Royval is just going to make him work the whole time. You know, I think Royval has the ability to make Askarov work the whole time and get him tired because I'm telling you, Royval is not going to get tired and he's and he's going to be really difficult to hold down. Like, can you hold him down? Yes, but you're not going to put him in one spot. He's going to have to float with Brandon, you know. So I'm banking on Askarov getting a little tired here. And, and at plus 200, I got to lay some uh, I got to lay some money on on Royval here. The, the one, one of the things that nobody's talking about is the over in this fight and Listen, hear, hear me out here. This fight, the over, is at, is at two and a half rounds at minus 138 right now. And, you know, I already gave you my opinion on who I think is going to win this fight. I think Brandon at plus 200 is the, is the play to go. I, I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me, but I'm going to let you talk here in a second. But let's just say Vegas is right because I think, what's, what's the stat? 68% of the time Vegas is correct on, on, their, on, their, on the favorite winning. If you're telling me that Askarov's going to win this fight at minus 255, Shay, how does he win this fight? What is the most probable way that Askarov wins this fight? Be a decision, for sure. That's the only way he wins this fight. Uh, is a submission possible? Yeah, it's possible, I guess, but highly, highly improbable. So if you think that Askarov is going to win, I'm telling you right now he's not finishing Royval. I, I just I struggle to see a scenario outside of like a Royval injury or a cut that Askarov wins this fight 
inside the distance. So if you think that Askarov's going to win this fight, then the over two and a half rounds at minus 138 is the play of the century, in my opinion. Now, I personally think that Roy Vall is going to need to finish here. I think he needs to finish to win this fight, and I think he can finish to win this fight. So for me, it's a two-for-one special. If you think Roy Vall is going to win this fight, I think you play inside the distance. If you think Askarov's going to win this fight, at minus 138, playing uh, the the over two and a half and fight to go the distance is probably plus money. If you think Askarov's going to win, then the over is going to be the play. If you think Roy Vall's going to win, then the under is going to be the play. Because I think Roy Vall needs to finish to win this fight, and I think he has a really good shot of doing so. Uh, at minus 138, you're telling me Askarov's going to win this fight, and by you, I mean Vegas. Vegas is telling me Askarov's going to win this fight. The over two and a half is a no-brainer at minus 138 for me. Your thoughts? Again, take this with a grain of salt. I'm a couple of drinks deep. I haven't handicapped this fight, but I know these two guys inside and out. Um, I honestly, I, I think I agree with every single thing you said, but I'm still going to play Askarov simply because Brandon Royval can't stop a takedown. Askar Askarov is probably the best pure wrestler in that division. And it's a three-round fight. Like, this isn't five rounds where maybe Askarov gets tired because Royval keeps moving underneath. He's being squirmy. Like, I don't see any way Royval stops the takedown. Plus, even his huge advantage in the striking department, and that is a huge advantage. Royval's game, the way he strikes, though, he's very unorthodox, but there's a lot of spitting shit. He, 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 he's, he's, he leaves himself open to takedowns. Like, the, he's a much faster, he's a much faster fighter. Like, if he was maybe more disciplined, stayed on the outside, danced around, did a little Hiraguchi on Askarov, maybe he avoids the takedown that way, but I don't think he's going to do that. That's not his style. He's going to come and swing in, looking for the knockout. Every time Askarov gets a hands on him, gets his hands on him, Royval's going down, and you're just holding your breath. Can Royval squirm enough to make him uncomfortable? Maybe gets the guard back. Maybe he's back in half guard. And for all of Royval's jiu-jitsu prowess, like, defensively, I don't see that his jiu-jitsu is that great. Offensively, it's tremendous. Defensively, like, he'll be put in bad position sometimes. And if Askarov gets him in bad position, he can hold him there. I just don't feel like that's the only, again, the only area where Askarov is better is in the wrestling. I just think that's going to be too big. That's that path to victory is too big for Roy Val to get it done. So it's going to be Askarov for me. The over under, I don't know. You are correct that if Askarov wins, it's probably going to go over. Maybe you just go with Askarov for your decision, you know? That might be the, if you want to check the odds on that, maybe that's the, that's the way to go. Because if Roy Val wins, I definitely think he's finishing. If Askarov wins, most likely decision. Co-main event, Jonathan Pedro. People don't know why I call him Pedro. I always reference him as Pedro because he looks like uh, Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. So we call him uh, we call him Pedro. Jonathan Martinez taking on OG Cub Swanson. Here's here's one of my struggles with with the Cub Swanson side. His age has obviously been catching up with him, right? Uh, and I, listen, when, and when I talk about this on the show, I don't mean any disrespect by it. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? There's no disrespect. I'm not disrespecting Cub. I don't mean any malintent, but father time is undefeated and it is a factor. So the ages thing, the age thing is catching up. The one thing that I have a concern with is his dropping in weight to 135. Like, I just don't know if that's going to benefit him. And we typically don't see that be a successful thing, you know, especially when the OG, he's, he's already on the older end. He's got a ton of fights. Uh, and then now we're going to drop him in weight again. I just, you know, he's a vet. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. I just am a little leery whenever, whenever I see those those types of things, 
And uh, Jonathan Martinez, very well-rounded. He has very underrated wrestling. I know him very well. I've sparred with him. I've rolled with him. He's another teammate of mine, teammate of Brandon Royval. Uh, you know, he, he's great. He's excellent. He's got good takedowns. He's got really good boxing. He's very well-rounded, very durable. And, man, he's got all – he's the complete package. My problem with Swanson is he doesn't do a great job mixing this up. I got to think, knowing these guys – I know these guys really well. I know the camp really well. Their coach is my coach. I got to think – I have not talked to them about this, but I have to think – that they're going to have Martinez mix it up a little bit on Cub Swanson and take some shots, try to bank those rounds, because if I was fighting Cub Swanson, I definitely would do that. Is it going to is it going to get the takedowns? I don't know, but it's going to keep Swanson guessing, maybe lower the volume a little bit, which with Swanson, that's what you want to do, lower the volume, lower, lower the power, and you can start to work a little bit. You have a you have a lean on this one? Martinez is the better fighter. At this stage of their career, Like there's no doubt Martinez is the better fighter. I think he's probably better everywhere. The only area where I'd maybe give Cub an edge is perhaps uh, in the power department. Like maybe he's got a little more pop. And Martinez, I will say this. I think Mart- I think this is Martinez's fight to lose. I do think that Cub is going to make him fight him though. Uh, Martinez has been getting away a little bit with his style. He's got he's got some good kicks. He's got he's he's got a good range game. I don't think he's going to be able to sort of coast to his typical 30-27 where he's doing just enough. He's touching you. He's out of the way against Cub. I think Cub's, Cub's going to come after him. Cub's going to make him fight him. We're going to have to see either Martinez getting down dirty in the pocket at some point, which I don't think is the way to go with Cub. Cub probably has the power advantage. So like you said, the next thing would be is, hey, grapple a little bit. When he's putting the pressure on you, stay behind the kicks, stay behind the jab. But when he's closing the distance like really hard and he's swinging big, Maybe we fit in, change levels on him. This line has moved, you know, this moved a little bit. It's like a minus 200. I think it opened up at like minus 150, minus 160. Um, again, uh, I don't see a play over here at this price. Um, what about you? Do you, uh, do you, do you think, would, would you play minus 200 at uh, Jonathan? No, I, I, I mean, He's my guy. I love him. You know what I mean. But at minus two hundred, that's that's a pretty hefty price tag for a guy as dangerous as Swanson. You know, I like. I think that Martinez is the better fighter. Absolutely everywhere. I think he's a better grappler. I think he's a better. I think he's a better striker. He's obviously younger, faster, stronger. Uh, I agree with you in the power department that would go to Cub. But I just it uh, at two to one. It's just tough to. It's tough for me to you know feel great feel great about that that pick. You know, Swanson has the danger factor and. Really, he's beat a lot of guys that were better than him because of the danger factor, you know. And I will say this: he has looked good as of late. He, he, he doesn't look like he's fading. I mean, he just knocked out uh, Darren Elkins, which is no easy task to do. Uh, just finished Daniel Pineda, obviously before that. Like, uh, and his losses to Giga uh, Chikazi, which I know we we noticed this in the in the breakdown. Giga and Jonathan Martinez are about the same favorites. You know, they were both about two to one. So. You know that's that's crazy that you're getting a, a two to one on somebody like Giga over Cub, and Giga's top top ten in the world. You know, uh, and Jonathan I don't even think is in the top fifteen right now. I'm sure he will be, and he is that level, no doubt. But at two to one odds, man, uh, I do agree with you. Cub's going to make him fight, and it's just it's hard for me to play two to one. But I do think that Martinez is going to win this fight, and it wouldn't shock me at all if he cruises to a thirty twenty seven. You know, it's, I think he's just got to stay away from that power, and, and he'll be fine. So. Uh, yeah, I don't feel great about that play at, at two to one, but I do think he's going to win. So, uh, and I will say this: if he does win, I don't think he's going to finish. Who, Martinez? You know, he he typically is a yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe you know Martinez by decision, you could probably bump those odds a little bit. 
you know, he's not a big power puncher. He's a volume guy. You know, he likes to bank rounds. He stays long, very elusive. And I think, you know, I think that's probably a better, a better play. Don't just gloss over it like that. Like Martinez, again, I didn't cap these fights, but Martinez V decision may be the play here. That's the play. That's the play for sure. That's the play for sure. It, I, it's hard for me to see a scenario where he's finishing Cub. He's just not a big finisher. I, you know, I wasn't either. There's no, there's no harm in that. It's just, uh, it's just he's he, he he's a volume guy. He's a point guy. That's there's nothing wrong with that at all. But he does have the power. He's got a great high knee. I will say that he's got a really good high knee. Cub likes to duck that head when he throws those overhands. That's something you got to watch out for. Is that high knee? Uh, main event: Vivian, uh, Viviani Arugio versus Alexa Grasso. I actually watched a little bit on this fight, man, and I'm 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 kind of surprised at the odds. The the plus one seventy five Arujo's she's got some legitimate skills, man. She's got she's pretty good everywhere, and I think uh, this fight is predominantly going to take place on the feet. Uh, and I think she's right there with with Grosso on the feet, man. She's fast. Uh, Arujo is fast. She's got good combinations. At plus one, uh, plus one twenty, uh, one seventy five. At plus one seventy five, I think she's at. It's something to something to look at. You know, Grasso has looked great as of late. Uh, well rounded, starting to uh, her jiu jitsu skills seem to have improved. Uh, I don't feel great about it, but but uh, Rujo at plus one seventy five is something that I've been looking at. You know, I, I do like the last two plays. Martinez by decision. You know, the over on the on the Askarov fight. Uh, is, is something if you think Askarov's going to win or the under on, on Martinez, I think all those are plays. I don't, I'm not married to the Arujo play, but at plus 175, I think this is a little closer. I think, the, I think they're devaluing her a little bit. Man, I'll, I'll happily be married to the Arujo play. Uh, this is without capping, and again, four or five drinks deep. But Arujo should not be a dog like this to Alexa Grasso. Like, am I missing something? I haven't broken down the film specifically for this fight. Arujo is the better grappler by a lot. And this is a five-round fight, and I don't think Arujo is going to be completely overwhelmed in the striking. Arujo's got tremendous jiu-jitsu. She doesn't get taken down. She's a good grappler, and she's got decent striking. Like, Grasso is going to have to probably knock her out, I think. I don't think she's going to win the decision. I think Arujo is going to get her down a couple of times here. Maybe even sub her. Like, this is just way too high for me. This is just, Arujo is the play for me all day. I, I think this is a pick and fight. You're getting plus 175, plus 180, whatever those odds are. I actually might, if my wife's not looking later, I may sneak, you know, pull the screens up and maybe uh, dump, a little, dump a little action on uh, Arujo over here. Some dog money. Regardless, I feel like at this point, this, this card is just a filler to get us to UFC 280. You know, I know that's, that's you're chomping at the bit at it because I know you're ready to get back, start capping, and I, that's what everybody's talking about. Even the UFC, you know, there's a card in a few days, and they're like 10 days until UFC 280. They nobody, you know what I mean? Like this card is being glossed over. So I, I, I'll be honest with you, I do feel like there are, some of the lines are a little off on this card because I don't think that anybody is really giving a shit about it. You know, I think they all are getting ready for UFC 280 which is, you know, less than two weeks away now. So I do think that you can get some value on this card. I really don't think there's a lot of people paying attention to this, and I think this is a great card to bet on. I really do. 